You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in another episode of the Seminole Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Peller, and uh, conference realignment. I, I feel like it's anywhere and everywhere you look right now, and today it seems rumor-wise, did FSU entering the fold? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll discuss it. And, and the we there, actually, as I'm beating around it, I'll get to it, as uh, myself and the boss man joining us, the site manager, site planner, site runner, site, he runs the place. Uh, Perry Costadakis. Costadakis. I was excited Boom. not only to see what job titles you were coming up with, but mm-hmm. also the pronunciation of the name, which I think we practiced think, it before we started. So yeah, so I think I can tolerate it because even though Costadakis, there you go. Okay, yeah, like Sudakis, but Cost in the front. Costadakis. Yes. yes. Yeah. I You're look like Jason Ted Lasso. Jason. Oh, no. No, everyone can deal with that awkward silence now. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into the combo. Yeah, so the, the I think the best way to go about it is to separate what has happened from what is rumored to be happening and rumored to be on the table. Um, the, the easiest thing is how we've kind of kick-started this new round of realignment is USC and UCLA. They're leaving the Pac-12, obviously the West, basically the West Coast division, I guess, and they're heading to the Big Ten which makes zero sense to me as it is, but it is what it is. It's money, right? Their whole thing is basically they're based out of Los Angeles and they're Fox's crown jewel and the big 10 is Fox's crown jewel. So stick them together. And that's how that works out. Obviously, you know, the Wednesday night plane flight from Los Angeles to New Jersey for the volleyball team is probably not going to be fun, but it doesn't really matter. It's going to pay the bills that they're in the Big Ten and, and Fox will be happy. Dollar, dollar bills. Exactly. And that's the same thing. I mean, I, the other thing that has happened but hasn't happened yet is Texas and OU, Oklahoma, joining the SEC. I think that's 2025. Yeah, 2025, 2026 is. This is going to come up a little bit later, but they are stuck in a similar like grant of rights, like television revenue deal that they are trying to get out of. Uh, yeah, and I know the SEC, like you said, trying to push that sooner. Um, no pun intended there on Oklahoma. Thank you, the little Jack Harlow. They, uh, they're trying to push it sooner, but we'll see. I mean, you know, because the Big 12 added extra schools to kind of fill that void, which you had sent me before. I've got the list somewhere. Oh, do you um, want to Houston, it? Oh. was it Houston, UCF, 
Cincinnati and, and is it BYU? BYU. There we BYU. go. BYU. Yeah. Okay. So UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati. So they've made their own move to kind of backfill the Texas, Oklahoma stuff. And, and that seems to be where we are in terms of who's moved. Um, obviously, the ACC has done nothing. And Perry, I'll, I'll give this one to you. That is basically based on their grant of rights. We can get more into details on it later, but basically they got a pretty solid contract. Oh, this thing is locked into 2036, I believe. That's a problem. It, yeah, the AC network is only two years old. I'm guesstimating there. Um, and so this network was supposed to be like the thing, the boon that like brought ACC back into at least the top three because they are bottom two in Power Five conference revenue right now. Yeah, it's top three, bottom two. There's no real difference. It's either it's, math top, is, it's at this point we're heading towards top two. Yeah, top and top the two. Others. Top two, regardless, because I mean the money that the SEC is making right now is ridiculous. The money coming up in the Big Ten's media right that is supposed it's, to start in 2024 also ridiculous yeah it's even bigger than the sec their payout was i believe 37 million this year in comparison to the sec they paid out 54 million plus 23 million in covid relief funds so 77 77 million um big 10 is projected to have a 62.5 million dollar revenue starting in 2024 and that is before the projections of adding UCLA in USC. So right. the ACC stuck in this grant of rights, 3036 or 2036, $130 million of what we have heard for exit fee. So that's, yeah. a, that's pricey, but then you consider the money that's being made in these other conferences where right. at some point does the risk start to just falter and the reward is only there. Right. And, and long since, and, and I guess we can get more into it, but the, the, ACC's teams are coveted. Obviously, Mm -hmm. if you look at what's out there for, I mean, like I said, we're heading to two conferences toward two conferences seems to be where we're going. The big 10 run by Fox and their big money deal appears to be the main, I guess, Northern unit. They've got their West coast now and you've got the SEC and the SEC obviously previously expanded before Texas and Oklahoma bringing in Texas A&M and Missouri, which that one was rumored was going to be West Virginia. I think the selling point there was they opted for St. Louis, the market of St. Louis over anything West Virginia had, um, which whatever, because when it comes down to, it seems like when we're, when people are playing the realignment game, they like to go at, Oh, well, Dabo and Clemson are, are such a catch for the sec. That's perfect. They play a big game against Alabama and everyone would eat it up great but it doesn't it doesn't impact revenue like you think it would because the bigger catch for them would actually be getting North Carolina or getting Virginia Tech or Virginia because you're adding additional markets which boosts the value of that conference to the to ESPN because that's probably millions more homes they can sell for advertising um especially with the sec network being its own network you add millions of people to that it changes the game a lot so i i we love talking about it in like like for instance we love talking about it in a football lens and, and obviously yeah. there are all lots of other schools like that come through it too, yeah and brands right and so like for a perfect example of what's one of the rumors that are around Obviously, the Big 12 takes the big hit. They lose Texas and Oklahoma. That's their cornerstone pieces. The Pac-12 then loses their two cornerstones in USC, UCLA. The Big 10's made their move to to stay above water, to to stay afloat with the four schools I mentioned earlier. Now the rumor is that Oregon, Washington, the Arizona schools, uh, Colorado, and Utah, I think, are, are rumored to be in talks to join the big 12 and that there you would say that doesn't make a ton of sense. Oregon's way out there, whatever. Um, Oregon and Washington are also rumored tried to join the big 10, which again, on the surface, maybe makes sense, but does it 
add to the value of the conference. I, I mean, maybe if you're adding Washington, you're adding Seattle and in Oregon you're at, but it, it's not a football heavy area. I don't even know if it's really a sports heavy area to be fair, uh, a college sports area. Um, but the, I guess, but even that's on hold because the big 10 is hoping Notre Dame decides to make their jump, which I don't even know how that one works out in the ACC grant of rights deal. Yeah. Well, from what everything we've heard, Notre Dame is like the big domino. Like as soon as Notre Dame makes its move, it'll either free up the ACC and like add all the chaos there that the grand right. rights will break up or the big 10 will have enough money. It'll put enough pressure on the other conferences to be like, yeah, we need to do something. So Notre Dame is a key there. Yeah. But something it like you mentioned the TV markets more so than the brand name. And I think that's an interesting point because people keep talking Miami, FSU, Clemson. Like that's the trio that right. people are only like focusing on when it comes to getting poached from the ACC. But you're right, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, like those markets important. Being able to pitch those markets as part of their package plan to whatever TV provider that they need adds so much more than maybe saying like, hey, Clemson's been really good lately. They have a big name. Like yeah, TV executives do not get that. They are big old nerds who do not understand – like athletics on that level we're They're playing dollars see, they just want to see numbers right it's almost it's almost think of it as as monopoly right and, and the the puzzle piece the pieces there they've got like the you know you've got the three green pieces sure you might be thinking like oh clemson's a blue one they're at the end of the board they're they're the boardwalk they're the big one and i do think they'll be part of anything the sec does add but virginia tech is they may be a yellow square further down the board or a train station, but they have the other yellow pieces. Like it yeah. fits with what they need to make more money, more so than adding the biggest piece on the board. Yeah, that's the full DMV market right there, which is huge, which the Big Ten kind of has already with Maryland and with Rutgers. But nobody cares about Rutgers and Maryland. <laughs> but they do care about Virginia and Virginia Tech in that area. So like, that is a huge grab. I mean, and then you talk about the Big Ten. Like, why wouldn't the Big Ten want UNC and Duke, who are both not only fantastic basketball programs. They're academic universities. Academics, yeah. So they met, like, there's a lot of focusing on the top dogs, which I think it's pretty safe to agree. Like, FSU, Clemson, Miami, football top dogs. You have to include UNC, Duke, if we're talking, like, overall athletics, just because of the basketball presence. Right. But pretty much, like, you could even point pinpoint Louisville as somebody who, like, would be worth poaching because of the Adidas money. Right. There, there's, like, profitable pro programs stuck in this ACC. Yeah. And, and, and Dame, like, kind of, like, hinging on a little bit there. But, like, there's, like, a – it's why it's very confusing – why the like Pac-12 ACC alliance is happening, but that's a that's sure. a, that's a deep tease. Well, that's a good one. I and, and I I'll just actually take that branch now because oh. the oh. Pac-12, as you mentioned, it, it we just mentioned before, they they seem to be falling apart. And I and something I want people to think about when we're talking conference realignment is that we we look through it a lot as the the schools, the teams, the programs. There's a commissioner and a team of people who run the conference, and if the Pac-12 collapses, they lose their jobs. So the conference has to stay afloat and the commissioner himself needs to show, I assume it's a him uh, apologies for not. So apologies there, but assuming he needs to keep his job, there needs to be a plan. There can't just be, well, we lost our schools. So we're going to grab, um, I don't even know West coast Cal poly tech or something. I don't even know you grab just some handfuls of California schools or UNLV and you're like, we're good. You know, you can't just become the whack on steroids, Boise state, Nevada, like no, you can't do that. That's where I think the pack, the pact, I the guess pa is what we can call the, it. Ooh, P the pact. Okay. P A A P A C C. Lower case whatever. Just push them together. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Pack. Oh, um, no. I like, I like the pact. Pact. Yeah. Yeah. Just toss yeah. a T on the end. Yeah. But I think that's where that comes from. I think that's the Pac-12 commissioner and leadership flailing to have a plan. Like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We lost our two biggest schools. We're going to fix it because ESPN is going to give us a bunch of money. Please don't run off to the Big 12 or to the Big 10 with them. 
we've got this. We're going to do a coastal elites conference where the ACC determines their champion and they'll come out here and they'll play Utah in Las Vegas, which personally doesn't make any sense to me because if you're the ACC and you have all your member schools remaining, why add an extra game against a Pac-12 school in Ve- I mean, I guess if to you go to Vegas, wanna, I guess, but I mean, that's a bowl game, right? I don't know. It's, a, it's an it a extra, game. it's an extra bowl game for no reason that has assumingly no impact on the playoff whatsoever, other than maybe like a resume boost right. if the team needs it. But if anything, it's another like obstacle. It just makes it harder for either one of those conferences to get a team in the playoff. Right. Maybe I guess if, if, if we use this past year's scenario for it, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and uh, whoever the third team was that was, was like in um, It was Cincy. Was Cincy no, Cincinnati in-in? was the fringe team. There was like fringe the third team. team. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Mm. Michigan. So <laughs> Georgia, Alabama, Michigan are in-in. Cincinnati's blocking Notre Dame. I guess maybe if Clemson is Notre Dame in that scenario and the team blocking you is a team that beats you and maybe you hope for one more Punchy win Oregon, can help. Oregon who beat Ohio State like maybe like you can play the numbers game that way but like again like it is not anything I mean if you want to make it like a like the basketball tournaments and you have like a classic right that is a much more appealing idea like a kickoff classic than yeah hey you guys just finished your whole season and already are conference champions how about this fake one that we just made up like last year Right. And it, and then it's, it doesn't mean anything It has no prestige as nothing. The schools don't, I mean, what is, what is Clemson versus Stanford going to do for anybody in Vegas? I, it's just an excuse well, for Clemson it, people to fly to Vegas. It's going right? to do a lot of people for people in Vegas who just, well, gonna, like, yes, to like put lines on, but like for the greater college football world, like really like outside of like some sick, like gross intrigue. I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. There's throw not a couple much, dollars on a yeah, first half line. I mean, not much of an appeal. Like, for this conference relationship at all. And like, that has kind of been like the widespread reaction. Like everyone just kind of being like, why? Like, does it really make you that much money to add those markets? When the PAC 12 network was like one of the most hilarious college, like athletics <laughs> media failures of Total the last failure. Like, decade. Total failure. To watch any of the games, money. I needed to like download like seven apps and yeah. like, Kicked Sign off the dominoes that led to USC and UCLA leaving because UCLA right. had to leave because they were broke, which in the end is why all of this is happening because right. people are broke. But but I think the pat the pact as we're calling it, this ACC Pac-12 floated extra conference championship game is a perfect example of take everything you see and and consider where it's coming from to see first of all if it's just someone just trying to throw someone out there. This one, I think, came from ESPN or maybe it was yeah, CBS they, Sports. Oh, this, this had started with like a lower name reporter. It got confirmed by CBS Sports and now it's being like perpetrated by like the athletic SI. Yeah. It confirmed like thing that they are actively exploring. I, I think this is, is one. So ACC. Perfect. Well, <laughs> so but ACC. I just, I, I almost wonder if it's the ACC commissioner doing his boy a solid. Uh, you know, like, hey, look, I need to figure this out. Give me some, t- give me this as something we're considering while I try to figure this out. Because, I mean, USC UCLA came out of nowhere, and you have to imagine if the conference had any idea it was coming, they would have leaked it. It doesn't behoove. It doesn't benefit them anyway. Is that what happened with to sit on Texas right? and Oklahoma? Like, I think they were mad and they put that out there before the assistant. right. I think the first win that big the Big Twelve got of it, it hit the media. It hit. Yeah, it they hit. Were, Here they we let go. It go. They and they because outside and just let it go. Right, and it was because ESPN was pulling the strings. They were losing the money on the Longhorn Network, and they said, "Forget it." We can just put the Longhorn Network in the SEC Network, call it one big package, and keep it moving. We make our, our package better because we had Oklahoma. We had two big powerhouses, and off we go. And, and we know Texas is and Oklahoma are great in sports across the board. And they were both in the College World Series, men and women's. So, I mean, you know, it, there's all the pluses there, and it was pretty swift and easy. And even then, once the conference found out, it was like, oh, we're going to cause backlash so everyone knows this is a problem. So I have to think the Pac-12 was caught off guard because I mean, we didn't find out till the day it happened. Which yeah, and, like, is and it was announced. Yeah, it was press released announced. Right. Which is like they had been preparing. They had people on it. So like, this was for sure like a hey, we're still dating, and yeah. then break up, and then instantly they post 
the official new boyfriend. But right, and, and they were shocked, and Pac-12 was shocked, and so that's why I think this is like, hey, ACC, can you keep me? Can you keep me afloat here for a minute? I need a second. I need to figure out some plans. We need to find some schools. We need to figure out how I keep a job, how this conference exists, because who cares about Stanford versus Oregon State on a Friday night? I mean, they don't have anything really left. Mm-mm. So no. I, I think it's the only way to survive for that. So that it's, it's a great example of where does the leak come from? Who does it benefit? And, and I think when you look at all of these rumors, you need to consider that. And str- like, and as far as who does it benefit strictly in this situation, it looks like it benefits the PAC 12 and the ACC commissioner. <laughs> right. It, like, it, that's doesn't, it. it doesn't help the schools really whatsoever. Like it makes it harder. Like you want to be like you mentioned before with uh, flying Wednesday night from California to the other coast for right. a volleyball game. Like that same situation is now going to happen. Yeah. The school so, flying from Miami to UW. <laughs> the only reason I would advocate for them to pursue this partnership is because it will collapse because if they <laughs> enter into this, not only does it a, a legal disclaimer, not a lawyer, <laughs> but you can imagine that entering in an agreement that somewhat like, twist the original agreement you have in the grant of rights like it enters it a whole bunch of new things in the fold like you can make an argument that the original terms are not agreed upon anymore like what is the out so i'm all for like gaslighting the acc and the pac-12 into thinking this is a good idea if i'm florida state like be like yeah yeah yeah, we'll do it because alternatively as you mentioned there's like six different pac-12 teams actively getting like headhunted to get posted The Pac-12 is running. The so Big if, Ten has even sounded them no, which is hilarious. If Oregon leaves, which maybe is arguably the biggest brand in the conference. I, I would say it's the biggest brand. I mean, Stanford like, stands alone as a Stanford, university. Stanford, yeah. But like Oregon, like if they leave and you're already in this pact, then you'd be like, listen, like the biggest person just left. Like this is not a, an agreement anymore. And then you can leave. So literally that is the only reason I would advocate for this happening is that it almost like expedites the possibility of FSU leaving. Yeah. And, I, I, and that's the only real path forward at this point is leaving. 12, right? Yeah. The big 12 merger maybe would have raised my eyebrows a little bit because they have the footprint. They have the team. There's still a little bit of prestige left over there, but leaving the ACC and joining up with one of the power two, I think is the only like path forward first. Well, this is perfect because I was getting ready to say this morning, because I was setting up before, trying to lay the groundwork. This morning, a report comes from, I forget the guy's name. Let me pull it up so I don't give yeah. credit where all over it's supposed to be in case this guy ends up being right. Braden oh, Keith. Yeah, if he um, ends up being right, he, everyone's going to laugh really hard. Sure. He's he's verified on Twitter. He's the co-founder and editor of chief of editor-in-chief of Swim Swam News, which from the best I can tell is a swimming 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 publication uh he appears to cover swimming um so i am fully saying that i'm not taking this as fact but i do think the core of it is something that anyone really reading tea leaves can agree with his report from this morning and again it's a single source please don't run with it please don't go tell your friends i heard this it's just it's one guy tweeting um who reports on swimming But he says, source, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia all negotiating to join the ACC, ESPN trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. Uh, Obviously, a lot to unpack there. And I think, first and foremost, the the ESPN trying to avoid their contract with the ACC strikes me right off the bat as a red flag. Because if you pull those schools, I, I wonder what that does for ESPN's capabilities or or tv rights deals with the other sports even more so than football um, because they need those college basketball games they're not just going to let those walk over to fs1 who's filling who's filling december 12th on espn it's acc basketball it's it's duke playing it's duke louisville in january it's i can't imagine they're just going to up and cancel the whole deal i could see them trying to work out a grant of rights agreement with themselves because they run ACC network and obviously it's their own deal and they run SEC network. So 
they're basically just moving from one property of their own to the other. But I can't see a way that they're just like, hey, by the way, ACC, gone. Yeah, they aren't going to like across the board dissolve the ACC simply to get four or five teams. Right. I think if they were going to do that, they would go with even a bigger play, which like you mentioned before with Louisville. They would have done it with the big 12. Like they could have done it for so many other reasons at this point. Now is ESPN active? Oh, a hundred percent. Making these happen. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Like they're like, Hey, well, it's an arms race, right? Yeah. That's all it is. It's it's ESPN made the first move. They went out and they took Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12, which I believe is a Fox property um, because they were part, they had the, or at least the big noon Saturday kickoff was always right. The Red River shootout. Well, there's, there's a lot of like business singy, like weird because ESPN owned by Disney bought Fox and like all of its subsidiaries. The current Fox that we were talking about is a spinoff of the former Fox. Right. So like, all of that, like, got everything Fox before was purchased. ESPN owns all of that. That's how the Big 12 ended up under their curvy, like, all of that. New Fox is just a different Fox, still owned by Robert Murdoch, still a different entity. Just in case any, like, real weirdos like me were concerned, <laughs> like, wait, didn't Disney buy Fox? That's why they're a lot of, no. Like, that's why they're still two separate entities. Yeah. Right. So, so, like I said, Texas and Oklahoma are the first, the first strike, right? Uh, ESPN... Basically, you know, sneaks through the night and crosses Delaware and steals Texas and Oklahoma right from underneath Fox does. And obviously they had the Longhorn Networks. They had the relationship with Texas as it was. And this this USC-UCLA response is Fox's response. Obviously, they work with the Big Ten and they land two big fish. You have to expect, obviously, we know the Big Ten is continuing to push to add. They want Notre Dame. And I have to imagine that ESPN and the SEC are responding again. Um, and like you mentioned, those are the, the, the clear, the fish, the big fish are clear. It's Florida state, it's Clemson, it's Miami. And I know that SEC, the SEC has long coveted a team in North Carolina and a team in Virginia. And those have been North Carolina and Virginia tech because they're most in line with what the SEC seems to be about. I mean, quite frankly, I don't know very many people tout their sec degrees around but the big 10 loves doing that they love they're very proud they're a they're oh, a I love them. they're a michigan state grad whereas i'm an lsu fan and i've got the degree for it but i'm a fan i, I i'm not a grad i mean i'm a grad but you know I, that's not going first that's not first no no i'm a fan and, and you know i went to school but i went to school so i could go to football games in the fall and, and it's just that's where virginia doesn't make sense to me that's where duke doesn't make sense to me to some degree miami kind of pushes that but see Miami yeah. plays oh, their the game, students I think, are more nerds. willingly. Those yeah. students like the actual University of Miami enrollees are nerds who do not care about football. So, <laughs> like I I will actually like I'll concede that argument. I think that like maybe you are right where like academically like yeah Miami is a little bit more big time. I think so. But even then I think I think my I think it makes like it does. It does make sense for Miami and the Big Ten to make to to partnership with university wise. It gives the Big Ten a footprint in Florida. It, of course, sets up the possibility of UCLA at Miami as like a random conference game, which would be just awful. Of course, you also have the possibility of Miami playing at Wisconsin in November, which is also fun. Oh, but yeah. when you oh. come back to Florida State, Ooh. and I don't know if they really get a choice in it, but I don't see how you don't do everything you can to be in that SEC group you know, and like I said, whether this guy's report is, is right, they're looking at it, they have to be. You simply have to be because if you're not, the guy next to you is. Yep. And you the, can't be left. They're going to take a Florida school no matter Absolutely. what. Absolutely. I mean, they're not going to take USF or FIU or FAU. Well, I don't think they're taking UCF either. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that contract is like. But yeah, no, it's either it's Florida, Miami. If you want to expand to the South and that's kind of where like the appealing part of the big is where it's like, Hey, you could dominate this region because you will be the only school in these parts if you're in the big, but the sec, like you said, like money wise, it all makes sense. Geography wise, it all makes sense. Right. Culture wise, right? Like just naturally, I mean, FSU was going to be in the sec before 
and chose to join the ACC. But Bobby Bowden was smart and was like, hey, if I go play ACC, <laughs> I will not lose a game for 20 years. Right. Let me, I, I'm going to go ahead and just take over this. Con- this will be my conference. And yeah. then everyone will just fall in line. It's almost like what Miami was doing in the Big East. Which plays into like a lot of like the discontentment that FSU has had in the ACC. Like pretty much ran things on the football side. I've been pretty much shafted overall. So like, I, I just don't see a future for FSU in this conference. I know there's a lot of nostalgia around like the nineties and the great, like, Georgia Tech battles, but like, listen, I'm so fine with leaving those nerds in the dust. <laughs> the SEC is projecting a hundred million dollars a team by. You need big boy money. I think we, like, we've I talked think about like it 2030. Yeah, like you it just need you, it. Need, you need big boy money even more so than you need like these NIL collective groups. Like there is so much, not only football wise, but non-rev sports wise. People are complaining about baseball facilities and like why you need like Jared like. Link wants that SEC money, right? And 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 on that on that end, if you get the TV deal money, you build your football facility, you build your baseball facility, you redo that, you know, this part of campus. You get the new athletic dorms, you get the food halls for that, and then oh. you let your boosters pay for the players. They oh, don't have it, to pay for both. For the players, for the scholarships, because FSU's scholarships are fully endowed. Like there's so much potential windfall money to come from here. Also, money overall, endowment-wise, plays into a school's ranking on the academic side. So FSU has this mission to become a top 15, top 10 university. They need that actual influx of money more so than athletics. And even speaking athletics, more like we can talk about the SEC all day because it honestly is just the perfect matchup. You bring an F- FSU, bas- yeah, you bring FSU basketball into the SEC, they're instantly in the top tier. Like they're yeah. Kentucky – uh, it's Kentucky, it's Alabama, Florida, Florida. Sometimes, um, yeah. LSU flirts with it every four years. They'll come up real fast and then they'll be like, oh, we cheated. And then they'll go right back to the bottom. Yeah. So FSU is in the top four there. Like they're arguably top four program in the ACC, like when they're doing what they should be. When they right. falter, we see what happens this year where they're like middle of the pack. Duke, North Carolina, really Louisville. Yeah. I mean, the big 10 basketball possibilities are fun as a fan of the game. Like, yeah, listen, like FSU, Ohio State matchups on the regular would be pretty entertaining. Like overall, that is a basketball conference. And if you want to maybe focus in on FSU's prestige there, but like football wise money, like you got to go SEC Big Ten. Like, I think the only arguments are you dominate the South as part of the big money is still going to be pretty good, but not as good. And merely if you're a nerd, like the academics are good, but well, here's a here's a question for you. On on, I'm not here to play school. Yes, um, that's a perfect Cardinal Jones, and it's just so perfect. The so when you look at the conferences as they're set up, obviously we've mentioned before there's a pretty clear line. Basically, Kentucky South is SEC land, and I guess I don't know what's Kentucky North. I mean, Kentucky basically just becomes Indiana and everything else. Yeah. But everything above Kentucky is a, is Big Ten country. I think what the Big Ten did in adding USC and UCLA was besides adding that market, they add the ability to recruit that area, Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously rich for that. And I think if they look to add a Florida school, it's that same thing. It allows more more of it. Because you get the natural recruiting ability to say, if I go to a kid from Tallahassee and I'm Ohio State, Hey, don't go play at Tal- Don't go play at Florida State. Come play here. We'll play at Florida State t- every other year. We'll fly the family up, and you can see all four years. You'll see them, and it opens the door for that. Um, but it doesn't do it the other way for Florida State because I don't know what other state really brings it in recruiting in Big Ten country outside. Obviously, California with USC and UCLA. Wish. And Ohio, <laughs> California's Big Ten country now. Right, it's just weird. But Ohio, no, Pens- no. I mean, Ohio and Pennsylvania some, are okay. Some linemen, and New they, Jersey's fine. Yeah. I mean, New Jersey has a kid here and there. I know Ohio turns out a lot of pros, um, but I mean, you don't have anything that I think adds to you if you look to the Big Ten in the recruiting base. Now, obviously, there's other sports, right? You, you look to baseball and West Coast baseball is 
seems to be struggling. If you're really interested in that, it, it just seems it's not the breeding ground for, for baseball stars like it used to be. Um, but it's still there. And so maybe that adds to it. Um, but I mean, you look at LSU and they're pulling kids from all over the country in baseball. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's not a hindrance. You, you look at Mississippi, oh, Ole Miss just won the title. I mean, they're pulling kids again from all over the country. So I don't think you need it. And the big 10 isn't putting money into baseball as it is. And then you look at your basketball programs. Um, obviously, maybe those help out. You, you can tie in more New York City's kind of, I guess, with New Jersey that, or with uh, Rutgers. That's kind of the idea there. Um, Chicago, I guess, if Notre Dame signs in, you, I guess Illinois, but not really. I mean, basketball seems to be less so regionally recruited anyway, um, just because you can basically play anywhere regardless with your wide open non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. It's, more, it's more wide open than football is and, and less scheduled so far in advance. So I think when you look at, at football in particular, especially in this vein, the, the, the conversation for recruiting has to be the SEC. Because if you, if you bring in, let's just say these are the four schools, right? It's Florida State, it's Clemson, it's North Carolina, and I don't know, let's just say Virginia Tech. Let's leave Miami out for now. You still have Florida. You're already recruiting against Florida as it is. You have the argument against Miami or whatever, if you really wanted. that. They, it, oh, they, they play in the Big Ten. You don't want to go up and play in Wisconsin. <laughs> you can have access to Alabama. You have access to Georgia more so, I think, in front of, you know, obviously playing at Georgia Tech. But if you go into Georgia to recruit a kid and you're like, hey, we're going to come back here and we're going to beat Georgia Tech. And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> and you're like, hey, we're going to come back here and we're going to go to Athens. We're going to play in the hedges twice a year. We're going to play there every year. You might be division rivals and we're going to kick Georgia's ass you have a much better recruiting pitch same with Louisiana that constantly has tons of recruits good luck I mean LSU and Alabama seem to bring every kid in out of Louisiana but it is what it is and you even open up Texas with Texas and Texas A&M there where you're there probably every year you open up so many more natural recruiting areas going to the SEC than you do in the Big Ten and just the accessibility of it. Yeah. Because even like even beyond football, like you can do a day trip for a baseball, like baseball, softball, ball, everybody benefits overall. Like Auburn's it's close. It's frustratingly a no-brainer. Like yeah. it makes so much sense for FSU in there. Maybe the only thing is like what arguments can you make for FSU? Like what benefits does it bring the SEC? Like they already have Florida Don't like. There's just more money. More money is pretty much. Well, I think yeah. I think part of it is you get. So I think where they're headed, and and this is down the road projection guessing, but I think where we're headed is an NFL style setup between the two conferences. AFC NFC. And I think yeah, basically right. NFC AFC. Think that way. And I think you're looking at breaking it into four divisions, where you've got basically like a. SEC Southwest and it's LSU, it's Texas, it's Texas A&M, it's Oklahoma. Um, or maybe that, maybe that's actually going to be Arkansas because they're more of a natural rival with those schools um, from SWAC days. And then you've got LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Bama. And then you've got Auburn, Florida State, Florida, and Georgia. And think of it like that, like four team boxes. And then I think if you go north, right, or, or it's probably bigger than this, honestly, now that I'm mathing it out, but you know, if you add Clemson, it's Clemson, it's South Carolina, which I'm sure South Carolina wants to keep that rivalry, where if you don't bring in like Clemson, if you don't bring in Florida State, it's it's very hard to keep that rivalry. Florida maybe just says, I don't want Florida State on the schedule anymore because I'm already playing 12 SEC schools a year. There ain't no way. Oh, but if Florida you bring them ducking in, competition, they would not. Well, uh, don't get me started there. I'm, I walk around the house all day just, just mumbling about Florida. My wife's like, can you not? But, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, I, think, I think the rivalries there are what's pushing that for like down the road. Um, you know, in that aspect of like, you want to keep, like, why are the Cowboys in the NFC East? They're in Dallas. There's like 20 teams further east than, than <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. They're there because they play the Giants, the football team, I forget their name, the Commanders, Commander, and the yeah. Eagles. They're there for tradition. And I think if you look at it and you can devise it that way, because Bama and Auburn, simply the reason we're in a mess in the SEC as it is, because divisions don't make any sense where Missouri is in the East, is because Bama wants to play Tennessee 
and Auburn every year. And Auburn wants to play Bama and Georgia every year. And the current structure is the only way that makes sense to make it happen. But it doesn't make any sense as it is. So I think the rivalries run so important that they're trying to find a way to puzzle it. And Florida State fits that aspect for the SEC perfectly, where they can keep that rivalry with Florida while basically boxing that south corner of the country out. You don't want the big, you don't want the Big Ten to grab Florida State. Yeah. But that's what, like I think in that scenario, Miami does end up getting Big Ten because I, I think so too. I don't think I think it's more likely that they split up than they join the same conference because I think for everything we've mentioned, academics, culture, reach and domination for the conferences, like right. if you can pull one, you don't need the other. Right. And then you can still maintain that matchup each year. That's your non-conference game since Florida suddenly becomes a conference game. So there's still the chance of Miami and FSU playing each year. Now, now I, I'll pitch you the argument on this one, and I'm because and I, I really like your thoughts here, and I, I know we're going long, but I think it's a very interesting conversation. So, with your Florida State, and you have the option to join the SEC, but the you, you the concern there being maybe you become like a like you're you're the plus one, you're you're a <laughs> wedding plus one. You know, you're not you're not really the one I wanted to be there for. Maybe I'm at my ex's wedding. You know, whatever. You're just there. I'm thinking about it. You're 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 not. You don't have the power. They defer to Florida over you on things. Where there's maybe an argument where you can remold the ACC in your image, and it becomes your conference. Um, but then that would maybe open the door for Miami to make the jump instead of you. I, where do you see that? How do you hear that argument? I guess what what does that put into your head? Because I can see a way where a fan would say. I would rather just run the ACC, go 12-0, and 0, make the playoff, beating Pitt and Wake and who knows who, Duke or whatever, you know, those have proven harder than we thought. Um, but, you know, let's just say you do it. I'd rather just do that, go 10-2 and two and make the Sugar Bowl than I would going 7-5 and five in a loaded SEC. It gave me the, like, it's the same pitch you get when you have like two jobs and one's like, Hey, we will pay you this much money. And you're like, Oh, and then the other (laughs) job is like, listen, we can't pay you that. But what if we told you that you would be very special and And like at first you're, you consider it because it does make sense. Like FSU, the ego is nice enough for anybody that if you are like flattered and put on a pedestal the whole time, then obviously it's hard to kind of leave the conference, but it's what the big 12 did with Texas. Anyways, like the big 12, Texas was the crown jewel and they still said deuces. Like they still were out the second they could be. And then the crash you down to earth reality is even if FSU is the top dog in the ACC, even if they like UNC, Duke, Clemson, Miami, yeah, like a higher rev share. It's still going to be half of what the other schools and the big two are getting. And how are you not going to get looked at as the same way Cincinnati does coming out of the? AAC? It's exactly going to be the exactly like that's what I mean by the job. Go I undefeated. Mean. It's the twice, same like. And then we'll hey, come play in the SEC with the big dogs. Oh, well, you don't have to go play. You can come to Cincinnati, be the top guy, like dominate, and you'll still get drafted. Like yes, like. FSU football would still continue to exist, but you're right. It would be a glorified AAC. Yeah. And and I think going back to the recruiting pitch too, you have, you can say, come play in the biggest conference against the biggest teams. And look, if I'm 15 years old, I'm not going to be like, well, I mean, you know, thinking logically, I could be the, I could be the big fish in a small (laughs) pond. It's like, no, I am the big fish in every pond I step in. Yep. I am that big fish and I'm going to the big pond and I'm going to kick everybody's ass. I mean, I'm going to try to figure out how the fish is walking, but I agree. I don't well, know how it's yeah. putting a foot I mean, in. In Texas? Yeah. But I yeah. mean, that <laughs> that is why FSU needs to leave because those right. arguments are already happening. Like, right. hey, are you going to go play in the ACC where they're not going to exist in three years probably? Or are you just sure. going to come play with the big boys? Because this is where real football is about to be happening. All the right. big names in the sport are here. Right. Why and and the question then becomes like, I guess really the better way to say it is, is the warning tale is, is an example that always comes to my mind and, and it's being raised in new Orleans. It's Tulane 
right? Because Tulane was one of the members, a founding member of the SEC. And they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to go do our own thing because we're pretty awesome. So you guys have fun with your little, you know, country colleges. We're going to go and do our own thing. I mean, do you ever watch a Tulane football game? No one does. By accident. And, and, and look, Tulane is an, is an elite university, a, a fantastic university. They're not a, a sports program. They're, they're just not that anymore. And they, they missed the boat on what could have been. I mean, this could, they could be Vandy, right? Like, I mean, Vandy's sitting here not winning anything, just collecting big checks. They win baseball championships every once in a while. Every, you know, every now and then a basketball team pops up and they're great. And then off we go, you know, it's, that could be them holding up the academics of the conference and just stacking cash to do all your research and another great academic work. And they're just that they, you know, they get it through their other work, their other alums and who go on to do actual things with their degrees and who are alums and not fans. But, you know, I, I worry if you're, Florida State and almost try to get too cute with it, you miss the window to long-term success. Yeah, it is not about short-term anymore. It is not about, like, what is going to happen in 2025. The ACC scheduling thing was, like, the most, like, kicking the can down the road of all time. Like, (laughs) they finally fixed their scheduling issues when conferences are collapsing. So, like, I am sure that FSU – administrations having these conversations yeah they are much much smarter than us they are much more aware of like the financial input well uh, maybe not but they are very (laughs) they are very aware of the financial implications of everything that's happening yeah especially given like the fall off in financial revenue with the covid like money is top of mind of everybody right now right so there's just no way that i see fsu pursuing a future in the acc unless they are like galaxy braining, like pulling the strings, Wizard of Ozing, their eventual leave from the ACC. Yeah. Like that, if they're expanding, if they pull in a team, I would be willing to bet that there's like some sort of poison pill in that contract that like lets somebody get out. If they merge with the pack, then there's something there. I'm sure that is going to like let a very smart lawyer make a whole bunch of money on their hourly <laughs> rate and figure out a loophole. Like, it is just not sustainable yeah. money wise, like prestige wise, like perception wise, brand wise, even like FSU has just been getting like second handed from the ACC for forever. Like they're just a very deep layered argument for why this is not like the best path forward. And you're, you're the second best in the ESPN family. Like, you know, you got your ACC network late, you know, you're, yeah. Your conference is second rate, whether you think of it that way or not. It, you, the ESPN has told you you are, because otherwise they could have co-launched those two. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They prioritized putting nope. the SEC network up and a strong front. That's not what you're getting. You're nope. not getting that. The and SEC you look up at the has shows. They have program like they have the their own sports center. Just basically, canceled its best talk show. Yeah, Packer and Durham. It's gone. Like they're they are either preparing and paring down getting rid of the, all the extra money on the network or they're preparing for a huge ACC network relaunch, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, by that reaction that we just had shows either like the feasibility and like the logic of that. Like yeah. it just, it's, it's sunk, sunk costs. Yeah. I think pulling back was it Packer and Durham. Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah. I think pulling that back signals we're losing money. Uh, people aren't tuning in. And the levels we expect, I mean, they basically just took the SEC network fine bomb model and said, here's the ACC. And turns out, you know, the people up in, 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 uh, at UVA aren't quite plugging into Packer and Durham the same way that the guy in, in Tuscaloosa is plugging into fine bomb every day. Mm-hmm. It's just not as the same sustainable model and it's just not working. So if the ESPN is losing money on the ACC, the same way they were losing money on the Longhorn Network, I don't see how they don't do the same exact thing and go to their main two schools, three schools, four schools, and just pull it. Yeah. And you look at the schedule ahead for Florida State. I mean, obviously the the I keep doing this. The opener, <laughs> I don't care about Duquesne. The Week One game, yeah, whatever. I don't care about Duquesne. <laughs> I just don't care. 
I, I, you can come in the comments every article I write that I call it the opener and be like, well, they actually play. I don't care. I don't care. That's a spring training game as far as I'm concerned. But it's an exhibition. Right. They just move it so they can play Louisville on a Friday. That's <laughs> it. I mean, what are we doing? Anyway, they, when you look at that, the SEC commissioner is going to be there. They're going to meet. They're going to talk this out. They're talking it out now. Like all that scheduling is part of it. Like they're, they're getting the pitch. They're being fielded the pitch. That's not going to stop. I'm sure they're getting it at the Florida game every year. Like the SEC knows who they want and they're going to come get them. And it's honestly, I think the only way that this hasn't happened so far is that grant of rights issue is who's going to write the bill. And I think it's up to ESPN and Disney lawyers to sit around and, figure out how they can oh, <laughs> oh boy how oh they boy. can how they can pay themselves to get out of the deal yeah you know yeah. i mean it's it, they look around and they're like i think eisner you know who's who's in charge chapik yeah that's it chapik we, we need the seminoles until the ssc <laughs> right now <laughs> give me the seminoles give me the seminoles <laughs> stop and that like that is exactly it. until some like notre dame joins the big until a conference poaches a name and we get a loophole or until the news comes out that Texas and Oklahoma have like finessed their own grant of rights to join right. the SEC earlier than expected. I wouldn't expect anything to be announced or to happen, but I think everybody is in kind of agreement that something is going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not, that's not really that's bold, the thing. It's, th- something we is are, we're in the point that USC and UCLA and we're in probably have been in for the last year. Yeah. Where, where they're sitting around and the TV deal sucks. We know mm-hmm. it. That's what pushed UCLA and USC out. They're currently mm-hmm. redoing negotiations for their TV deal in the Pac-12. And they both looked up and looked at each other and were like, that sucks. Yeah. They called the Big Ten and they were like, duh, we'll pay way more. Fox will pay way more. Watch. And then, you know, Colin Cowherd comes running over with a big check. I mean, you know, off we go. They look around in the ACC. Our TV deal sucks. They know it. They know it sucks. These schools are trying to figure it out and they want to have it go the same exact way it just did where they just go, Hey guys, figured it out. Going to the SEC. It's me. It's Clemson. It's Virginia tech. It's North Carolina 2024. See you there. Have a good time. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. the goal. It's all just happening behind the scenes right now. So we can just wave our fingers and they don't want anyone to just, they don't want it leaked. You you can't have it leaked because then it becomes a whole thing. And then Miami fans are whining and, then all of a sudden, well, South Carolina, we don't want Clemson. They're going to take all of our stuff, and it's a whole thing. Slide it through. Nope. You just drop the papers off, and you drop the other papers off. Done deal. Quit. And that's like- I quit. I accept. Well, it's probably I accept. I quit. Probably the better way yeah, to do it. Yeah, I'm probably. The- yeah, you, you don't quit before you accept. Yeah, you accept before you quit. That's Life what advice. Happened. That's what happened to me. <laughs> that's why I'm all here. Right. All right. Final prediction. Okay. FSU to what conference and with which teams? We won't go time frame because sure. <laughs> 2036 is a little bit of a little bit of a range. So we'll just go FSU to what conference with what teams? I'll give you two two versions. I think if I'm the SEC, here's what I would do, and then what I think actually happens. If I was the SEC, I would do Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina. Because I would rather have Miami than I would have Clemson because I simply don't – I don't believe Clemson as a long-term sustainable model of an athletic program. Hmm. Um, I think – I mean, you look at their other programs, I don't – I can't think of anything that pops off the page. I quite honestly don't know how long Dabo has in holding this thing together if he's going to be unwilling to do transfer portal and things. Um, you know, I, I don't know how willing Clemson is to hold that level of play. And Miami was, I mean, has been, and clearly is again, willing to pay the price to be that school. Um, so I would prefer Miami. I think if I was the sec on that basis, but I think what happens is Florida state, Clemson, Virginia tech, and North Carolina. Um, because I think the Virginia Tech, North Carolina have been what they've wanted for a while. Uh, I think Texas A&M, in a weird turn of events, really wants Virginia Tech. Uh, my sister is an, is an Aggie, and uh, my brother, their new brother-in-law is also an Aggie, and uh, going out to their wedding, and, and it seems like they, they kind of want that. 
I don't know why. Maybe it's a troop thing. Virginia Tech seems pretty connected to troops. Yeah, so uh, official source. I don't know. It seems like that fan base wants it. I think Virginia Tech makes more sense with the SEC vibe than Virginia does. Like this report today was Virginia. I think Virginia is a Big Ten school. Well, there's two. Like it's either the preppy part of the SEC, so like the Ole Miss – Vandy. Yeah, but even then, or right? it's, or it's the more southern part of the SEC, which is Virginia Tech. But right. I don't even think that. But I feel like Virginia Tech has that same kind of Florida, uh, Florida, uh, Ole Miss quality. Where like, I guess I'm just really not. I've never seen not. the Vineyard Vines at uh, VT. Okay, I haven't. Like, I haven't. I haven't been to VT. I can't even argue it. I haven't so those been to Blacksburg. Are, those so are I don't the know. only arguments I could put forth is Virginia is a little bit more of the Southern prep, and then VT is a little bit more of that just Southern Southern. But I think just overall, I agree with you. But I'll take you to Oxford and let you see that it's just not like Oxford. It's, oh, it's it, <laughs> it's not all Colonel Sanders. Yeah, well, but that's the thing. It is Colonel Sanders. It's not. <laughs> it's not like Colonel Rutherford B. Jordan the Fort. You know, it's Colonel yeah. Sanders. Okay. Like it's it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, it's, I get it's it. I can home see style. Yeah, it's it's Cracker Barrel. You know, it's it's sleepy little thing on the side of the road, but we wear ties and stuff. Like it's you know it's a frat. It's it really it's just a big frat. Yeah, it's not the Kentucky Derby. Right. It's it's not Kentucky Derby. It's Kentucky. That's exactly it. Yes. It's Kentucky, not Kentucky Derby. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's 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 that's why I think and and then the same thing. North Carolina. Well, they have proven they're willing to cheat to do it. Mm-hmm. And in the SEC, quite honestly, you need to be um, you need to understand the code of thieves. And we're all cheating. UNC we're public- all stealing. We're all lying. Yeah. UNC is a public school, right? Yeah, I'm assuming because yeah. it's a university. Oh, no, but university might be. Never mind. But I think I think I think is. that makes it easier. That's why I think I agree. I think overall, my teams match up with yours. I would maybe add Clemson into the mix because I think you need two big. What you want? I don't know if I want. I, I don't even know what I want. That The only thing I want is FSU gone. Like, I just want them somewhere else. <laughs> I don't care who goes along with, because no matter where they're ending up, they're either perfectly geography aligned, or if it's the big, then they dominate the region. Let me ask you this one. Do you think the big wants them? Yes. I think the big wants FSU more than the SEC, just based off the fact that the big has not entered into the Southern market as much, or relatively at all. Not the, at all. Ne- Nebraska's Nebraska's in southern they, school, they're, they're, and they're in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And the other um, one is USC. I mean, we're talking California. So as far from I here would as you could absolutely get. wait. The big would love to have FSU slash Miami plus Clemson plus Virginia plus Duke, maybe G- Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech Dame? also Notre Dame. I don't even like. I'm not considering them part of the ACC at this point. I know, like in all other sports, I'm just not putting them in the equation of like what teams are going. Cause Notre Dame is going to make its own decision. Yeah. And football's driving it. Yeah. Football's driving it. Like I th- believe they still have to deal with the GR because of all the other schools. And because I would, of the I would think so. But when I think of like who FSU is being paired with, I'm thinking more like actual current ACC football. And so it's, if it's the big, then FSU slash Miami, I don't think they take both unless they really want to drop dollars plus Clemson because that's a bigger name plus Virginia because that's academics plus Georgia Tech because that's academics plus Duke because that's academics yeah but great basketball and then SEC SEC, it's FSU Clemson VT North Carolina like that I think it's four no matter what each way yeah because you need like your two big names you need another TV market you like somebody to beat up on pretty much. the only other one i'd hear an argument for is um is louisville i think in the yeah. sec i think they're kind of getting left in the dust and the discussions and yeah. i think that's maybe just because louisville advocates are <laughs> they are very uh well i think that the interesting there is is it how it connects to kentucky right and yeah. how they hate like they hate each other maybe more than most schools like there's yeah, a lot there's a lot of like bitterness there and louisville We've seen how much they've invested football-wise this year because they are recruiting very well for yeah. a staff that has almost ditched the school like three times. <laughs> tried to leave, yeah. Has like actively tried to leave and in a presser was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? So like <laughs> Adidas money is there. Like they compete for titles in basketball as well, like on right. men's and women's side. So like Louisville 
is very appealing, like very appealing, like package deal. I don't think they're going to drive anything. If they're the first domino to fall, like I'll eat, like I'll take it all back. I'll order like 20 Papa, Papa John's pizzas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like they're going to, they're going to end up somewhere. I don't think they're going to be one of the schools left in the dust, like say like a Wake Forest, who knows what they'll, like they're going to like, be like a uh, last kid in line, like picked to go to the Big Ten. Just because yeah, like, all right, like, come on. I yeah. guess Chris Paul paid for you. Like you guys yeah. were pretty good. All right, so like that's gonna be the mo- but, like Tim Duncan. First teams to go are always gonna be those top tier. Like if you're dominant in a sport or a big name in a sport, so that's FSU, Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, Miami, because they're not dominant. They're just well known. Outside, like outside of that, it's just gonna be Pickens. Like yeah. Well, what's interesting is the Big 12's almost set itself up, and, and we're getting way off track here. Yeah. But I know the Big 12's almost set itself up as a great third option. Yeah, like picking if there up was the be a big three, then that like the Big 12, I think grabbed the only like plausible like good free agents on the market. Like, yeah, if they go grab think... those Pac-12 schools and then they add like Pitt and Virginia, and you know maybe Virginia goes, but Pitt and a couple of North Carolina school, NC State and Georgia, you know whatever's left over. I mean that's a pretty yeah. good no because Pitt's a great pick because of West Virginia history. Like yeah, there is, I think yeah no I think that's the only path forward is Big Twelve absorbs the leftovers from the pack and the ACC, the ACC and the Big Ten take all the big names and whoever they want outside of that whatever like terrible school that they want to beat up on but it's a very smart academic school it's athletics <laughs> and academics and then we have a big three i think that like you've convinced me in the it's last like, 15 it's like a, seconds it's like a big two and a like a stepbrother two and a half conferences two and a half men yeah there yeah. we go <laughs> two and a half men <laughs> so well i think that about covers it i think we just hit the hour mark right on the nose so that's a wrap Oh, 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 oh,